Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for September 22nd, 2016. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com as we leap into another big weekend of high school football games within the national top 50. And, of course, Thursday night football kicking off just around this moment as we start the show. Make sure you keep up with all the games throughout the weekend. Check out your favorite team score by going to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com we have state-by-state -state scoreboards powered by ScoreStream plus our top 25 scoreboard. They're all live, and it's really great. If you, uh, if you enjoy uh, going out to games and doing something other than just watching the games, you can score along and let everybody around the nation know how your favorite team is doing by downloading the ScoreStream app at Google Play or in the iTunes Store, and uh, you'll be able to uh, take pictures, put videos up. It's really very, very cool. One of our great partners is uh, ScoreStream here at High School Football America. And uh, we do have a top 25 game that will be uh, played tonight in Ohio. Number eight ranked Colerain, the Cardinals, in that rock solid defense taking on Sycamore tonight. And uh, why don't we uh, at this point just take a look around the uh, top 25, see where everybody's playing this week. You can. Uh, uh, check all the games out uh, by going to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Top-ranked Bishop Gorman. They will play their first game in-state in the state of Nevada as they will take on Bonanza on Friday night, tomorrow night. And uh, wouldn't be surprised if the Gales were looking ahead to next week's big matchup against uh, nationally-ranked St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, the Raiders ranked number 10. Uh, this week in the latest High School Football America Top 25. By the way, for all of you that uh, are not familiar with our rankings, we do them with a proprietary algorithm that we created four years ago. And uh, a lot of people think uh, we're spot on. Uh, we put ours out on Sunday. Everybody else, the people that are in our media compilation poll, USA Today, our partners there, uh, Max Preps. Uh, and uh, also then we have uh, PrepNation.com. Uh, who uh, put out their uh, polls on Monday, but we have uh, you know spotted a couple of teams way ahead of them. For example, St. Joseph's Prep, our number 18 team, we had them in the top 25 before anybody else did. Uh, Judson out of Texas, uh, they're up to number 20 this week, and all the other polls are now bringing them in. So very proud of what we do with our algorithm. We do a top 50 for all of you uh, that are not familiar. So uh, on Sundays we put out the other 25. That's uh, teams number 26 through 50, and then the top 25. We do that around noon. Pacific time on Sunday. We also release our Southern California Top 25 and our California Top 25. And then this year, we've expanded to do uh, Top 10 and Top 5 uh, polls in uh, each and every state. Uh, the Top 5 polls are for the smaller states, you know, the, the Mains of the world, the Alaskas, the Hawaii's, and then our Top 10 uh, for the other ones around that. And you can find out all of our rankings by going to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com in the Navigation tab. Click on News, and you'll see State by State, and then you'll be able to check out news and rankings from your favorite state. Uh, that's the way we do it here at High School Football America. And uh, now back to uh, where the Top 25 plays this weekend, presented by Crossover Intelligence. And we're going to talk about Crossover in just a second, along with our other partners at Echo and Southern Sport. But... Um, uh, Bishop Gorman has that big showdown coming up with St. Thomas Aquinas. The Gales have now beaten teams from the big three states of California, Florida, Texas, and last week took down number one in Hawaii, Kahuku. 
And uh, the Gales, again, coming back in-state this week. First game in Nevada. We know the schedule drops off in Nevada, although Liberty's having a great year this year. And we'll talk about them in just a little bit as they have a big matchup coming, on, coming up here in Southern California. But the Gales, uh, will they be looking ahead to that showdown with St. Thomas Aquinas? And the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, Gorman can do a, uh, uh, do a lot toward wrapping up the mythical national championship by beating St. Thomas Aquinas next week. Uh, if Aquinas beats... Uh, the Gales out here in Nevada, well, boy, it really tosses everything up in the air. Uh, IMG sitting in the wings just like Mater Day from California. So uh, interesting things going to happen over the next couple of weeks. And we have uh, uh, four big games coming up in the uh, top 50 this week that we'll talk about here as we go through where everybody plays. Number two, IMG taking on uh, Boyd Anderson out of Florida. That game played tomorrow night. Number three, Modern Day in California. And you're going to hear a little bit in the show here. You're going to hear from their legendary coach, Bruce Rollinson, and their star sophomore quarterback, JT Daniels, who right now at this point in the season has more touchdown passes than incompletions. And he's only played a half a game uh, for the first four games as the Monarchs off to a 4-0 start. They will take on Edison uh, Friday night. Big uh, rivalry game there. Dave White, the longtime coach at Edison, retiring at the end of this year. Uh, Bruce Rollinson and uh, Dave White, good friends. And uh, we're going to talk to uh, Rollinson and JT Daniels coming up. Edison, a good ball club ranked uh, in the uh, top 25 in uh, the High School Football America SoCal 25 and ranked in the top 25 in the state. So that'll be a good one. Number four, DeMatha is idle this week. Allen, after being idle last week, the number five team from Texas uh, and number one team in Texas, but the number five team in the nation taking on McKinney Boyd on Friday night. The big one in Florida. Everybody looks forward to this one each and every year. The battle in Miami, number six, Miami Central. Uh, the four-time defending state champs uh, taking on Booker T. Washington. They have also won that number in a row, four in a row. Their number 26 is BTW, and the Rockets and the Tornadoes will battle Saturday night. That one will go a long way toward deciding if uh, Miami Central stays in the hunt for a national championship or Booker T. Washington can get uh, climbing up in the polls again. They were uh, all the way up to number eight before losing to uh, Jackson a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so a uh, good game there in Miami Saturday night. Number seven, St. John Bosco, the Braves from California, taking on St. Mary's from Stockton, California. That's a matchup of top teams uh, in the top ten, I should say, in the state of California, the Braves and St. Mary's. Mentioned Colerain, number eight, playing tonight against Sycamore. Follow that game live at highschoolfootballamerica.com on our top 25 scoreboard. A big one on Saturday in the top 25, St. John's College, the Cadets from Washington, D.C., hosting number 22, good counsel from Maryland. Uh, that game will go a long way to setting the tone in the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference. St. John's, what a start to the season, playing five of their first six games against teams that began the season in the High School Football America preseason top 50. We mentioned St. Thomas Aquinas. They've got uh, Bishop Gorman next week. Last year, they had a lot of trouble with Hallandale. They will play them on Friday night. Uh, the Raiders cannot look past Hallandale getting ready for the Gales in a couple of weeks. Number 11, Grayson, a good interstate battle between uh, the Rams in Georgia and Ramsey out of the state of Alabama. Ramsey, the number 10 team in the Alabama top 10, according to the High School Football America algorithm. Number 12, Roswell, the Hornets from Georgia. Three teams from Georgia uh, ranked 11, 12, and 13 are in our top 25. Roswell taking on Archer uh, tomorrow night. And then number 13, Mill Creek taking on Collins Hill 
uh, tomorrow evening. Number 14, McGill Toolin, the Yellow Jackets from Alabama. Big matchup, a revenge matchup against Blunt. Uh, last year, uh, McGill Toolin lost to them, so looking for a little revenge in that one. Number 15, Corona Centennial. They continue to climb here in Southern California. They're up to 15 in the nation, taking on Liberty out of Nevada. Liberty, the team that uh, knocked off Westlake uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, you know, trying to, trying to do it again to another big team, the Huskies, the home team, Friday night against Liberty. In Oklahoma, it's Jenks, the Trojans, undefeated, taking on Norman. Uh, that game is played tomorrow night. Number 17, Warren Central. They are idle in Indiana. Number 18, St. Joseph's Prep. The uh, Hawks out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, taking on Archbishop Carroll. That game played tomorrow night. Number 19, Trinity out of Kentucky, out of Louisville, will take on Jefferson Town. That game is tomorrow night. Number 20, Judson, a big battle in Texas, as they will take on number 28, Cibolo Steel. Cibolo Steel uh, losing that tough overtime game to uh, Lake Travis. They tumbled out of the uh, the top 10 at that point, all the way down into the uh, the other 25. So Cibolo Steel, the Knights at uh, number 28, a win over Judson would probably probably boost them back into the top 25. Number 21, American Heritage out of Plantation, Florida, taking on Norland. Norland uh, almost knocking off uh, undefeated previously, uh, or almost knocking off Miami Central last week. A two-point win there for Miami Central against Norland. Number 22, we mentioned uh, Good Counsel, the big game on Saturday in D.C. in the nation's capital against St. John's. Number 23, South Point. A new team in the top uh, 25 this week after beating Mallard Creek from North Carolina. The Stallions idle this week at number 23. Also idle at number 24, St. Joseph Regional. The Green Knights out of New Jersey getting ready for their big battle with Bergen Catholic coming up in New Jersey. And number 25, Mallard Creek. They tumbled from 10 to 25 after losing 17-6. Uh, last week to uh, South Point out of South Carolina. So there you have uh, around the top 25. We'll have all of the top 50 games listed for you. You can see who's playing who uh, on, the, uh, on, on the website at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter when we're not on the air at HSFB America. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com uh, forward slash highschoolfootballamerica and on Instagram. Our handle there is High School Football America. And check out our uh, YouTube channel, which is HSFB America. All the videos put up there, you will uh, see a video, or two, I should say, from uh, Bruce Rollinson, head coach at Modern Day here in Southern California, and JT Daniels. Uh, both of them coming up on the show here in just a couple of minutes as we're going to focus on uh, uh, a couple of schools out here in Southern California that do a great job of producing college and then professional quarterbacks. Uh, first, uh, Rollinson going to talk about uh, how good JT Daniels is as a sophomore. Just so you know, JT has played basically in the first four games only a half a football in each game. He is uh, 83 of 103. That's an 80% uh, mark on the completion in the completion category. 1,508 yards, 23 touchdowns. If you do the math, he has 23 touchdowns and only 20 incompletions, a stat that I have never, ever heard of. And Bruce Rollinson will talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Coming off a great freshman year when he threw for 3,042 yards and 33 touchdowns. He's got a great uh, lineup of receivers to throw the ball to. And as a sophomore, 
He uh, has already picked up uh, offers from Notre Dame, Arizona State, BYU, Cal, USC, Washington, and Washington State. Of course, uh, US, uh, I was going to say USC. Uh, my point was, Modern Day has a pipeline to USC, and that's where Bruce Rollinson actually uh, played his college football under John McKay. Bruce Rollinson has sent on uh, great quarterbacks from the Monarchs to USC like uh, Matt Barkley and Matt Leiner. You'll hear uh, Bruce Rollinson talk about uh, uh, how JT stacks up against those guys. As a sophomore, JT Daniels is calling his own plays. And uh, Bruce Rollinson says he has an offensive coordinator on the field wearing a helmet, and it doesn't get much better than that, especially when you consider he's going to have him for another two and a half years. Modern day ranked number three in the nation uh, coming into this week's game, tomorrow night's game against Edison. And then we'll also on the show tonight talk to uh, Jaime Ortiz, the head coach at San Clemente High School here in Southern California. And Coach Ortiz and his staff there at uh, San Clemente has cranked out quite a few uh, Division One quarterbacks over the last uh, a decade or so. Uh, Jack Sears, who's heading to Duke, an Elite 11 quarterback, already uh, you know, doing some great things there, and uh, they're 2-2 two and two this year, so we're going to have Jaime on to talk about Jack Sears. Sam Darnold, uh, the quarterback that was before Jack Sears. He will get his first start for USC coming up against Utah, and you'll hear Coach Ortiz talk about that. A couple of other guys' uh, names that you'll recognize. Travis Wilson from Utah, who just wrapped up his career there, uh, played at San Clemente. Chase Reddick, uh, who played at Boston College and then uh, got uh, some time with the uh, the Chargers last year in the NFL. We're going to talk uh, about uh, why San Clemente has been able to produce a lot of Division One quarterbacks over the last decade. Also on the show then, on the back end, we're going to talk with Jason Strunk, uh, the head coach at Lubbock High School in West Texas. He writes the turnaround. Earlier this week, he wrote a, uh, a column that got a lot of uh, national publicity. Uh, once we posted it on High School Football America, we sent it to our partners at USA Today High School school sports who posted our story and basically it, it, it talks about uh, a blog that Strunky wrote that was basically saying you know we, we've had four decades worth of struggles here in Lubbock and my kids do not deserve to have to pay the price for for four decades of losing and some of the things that uh, they the, the players have to endure uh, they're 0 and 4 this season uh, they're 7 and 47 since Strunky took over but you know that record does not tell the story as he has uh, improved the program from going from uh, 65 kids when he got there in 2011 to 225. Builds a family atmosphere. He's built a nutrition program. Some of these kids aren't eating, you know, a square meal a day. And uh, Strunky makes sure that the kids get fed very well with what uh, what they do there. It's a special nutrition program. So we're going to have Jason Strunk coming on to talk about uh, that blog he wrote about uh, why, uh, you know, losing doesn't make you a loser. That's what we kind of entitled the uh, the post we did on it that we put up on USA Today. But Jason Strunk always has a thing or two to say uh, that uh, helps out coaches. And I'm just uh, real happy that uh, around the nation, coaches have been responding to this um, this blog that he wrote because it's very, very powerful. And if you haven't read it, make sure you go to highschoolfootballamerica.com to do so. Okay, before we take our first break here and bring in Bruce Rollinson and JT Daniels from Modern Day, want to bring in our partners. We've already talked about ScoreStream. Download the app at uh, Google Play or on the iTunes Store. Also brought to you tonight by Crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash HSFA gets you your free demo. And what does Crossover do? Well, they break down your game film 
better than you can. And and actually, they're going to do it as good as you can, but the thing they're going to do is they're going to save you time. It takes a lot of time, energy, and time away from the family when you're sitting there breaking down your own game film, uh, scouting your next opponent. Crossover does it for you, and they do it flawlessly. Flawlessly. You've got to check them out. Crossover with a K.com forward slash HSFA. You can get to them by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com, clicking on their banner ad, and you can do that with all of our uh, partners here at High School Football America. And that'll bring us to Echo, Echo1612.com. Echo, they bring instant replay to your sidelines. Now, it's legal, so why wouldn't you use it? Well, I shouldn't, I, I got to put a little preface there. It's legal in 48 states, Massachusetts and Texas, not legal yet, but it will be there. Trust me on that. But if if you can get to see what your players did eight seconds after the play ends, don't you think that gives you a competitive edge? Uh, wait a second. Think about that. If you came up with an answer other than yes, you may want to get out of the, <laughs> the coaching business because it is an advantage. And uh, nearly 100 schools last year using Echo won state championships. It's a competitive edge. It's show versus tell. Kids these days, they like to be shown things. You can show them. You missed this block. You ran the wrong route. You did this. You did that. It makes a difference, folks. Go to echo1612.com to learn more. And by the way, Echo1612, the leader, they invented this product, and it's coaches developing a product for you coaches out there. Yep, it's a good one. Chad Cargill, the founder and an engineer who come, came up with it, really cares about you. They have great customer service. You heard last week on the show, uh, I hooked up uh, Troy McAllister at Phillips Academy in Illinois with uh, Echo and uh, Southern Sport and also with the, the good folks at Crossover. And he just raves about what these partners we have here at High School Football America are able to do. Uh, these are great companies. Make sure you patronize them whenever you can. And our final partner is USA Today High School Sports. USA Today and High School Football America teaming up once again in 2016 to give you great national coverage and coverage specifically here from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. All right, we're going to take our first break, uh, hear from all of our sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to talk some modern-day football. Number three in the High School Football America Top 25, number one in the state of California, number one in Southern California, and they've got a great sophomore quarterback, JT Daniels, class of 2019. More touchdown passes than incompletions through four games. We're going to talk with Bruce Rollinson about his uh, star quarterback, and we'll talk with JT when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. 
you don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. Jeff Fisher back on High School Football America tonight. Game's already underway. Check out our live state-by-state -state scoreboards. 
by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. They're all powered by ScoreStream. One top 25 game being played tonight in Ohio, Colerain taking on Sycamore. You can follow that on our top 25 scoreboard. Again, just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com in our navigation tab. You'll see scores. Just click on that there, and it will allow you to uh, check out each and every state favorite team. If you're out of the game, why don't you score along? Download the uh, ScoreStream app at uh, Google Play and in the iTunes Store. Well, we mentioned this at the top, a theme here tonight, talking about Southern California schools that uh, crank out some pretty darn good quarterbacks in just a little bit. We're going to talk with Jaime Ortiz, the head coach at San Clemente High School, uh, Jack Sears, an Elite 11 quarterback for them this year, heading to Duke. Sam Darnold, the guy before Jack Sears, going to start for USC against Utah coming up on Friday night, and there is a long list of Division One quarterbacks that have played for the Tritons, and Jaime Ortiz will join us to talk about that. Back into the show, we're going to talk with Jason Strunk, who writes the turnaround for us at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Head coach at Lubbock High School in West Texas. They have had some struggles for four decades, but uh, earlier this week, uh, Jason writing a great blog that we then turned into a big story that uh, has gone nationally. Or I even would say it's viral with the amount of feedback that Strunky's getting from around the country talking about uh, what it's like to coach a team that's had four decades worth of struggles and keeping uh, the young men there uh, you know, upright and proud of what they're doing and what they're accomplishing goes beyond uh, wins and losses. We titled the story that we wrote for uh, Strunky around that blog called Losing Doesn't Make You a Loser, and it's kind of resonating with a lot of coaches. So uh, stick around for that interview with Strunky coming up on the back end of High School Football America. If you've missed any of our shows, and we began these back in July of 2011, all of the shows are free and downloadable for you. Just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com, click on audio, and all the shows are there for you. Well, we're going to kick off the show tonight with our first set of interviews. Interviews uh, on Wednesday. Yesterday, we took a, a trip to Santa Ana to check out Modern Day, the number three team in the High School Football America National Top 25, number one in SoCal, number one in the state of California as well in our rankings that are developed with our proprietary algorithm. Bruce Rollinson, the legendary coach there who has just had his long line of quarterbacks that he can brag about. Uh, we uh, had a chance to talk to him about his latest, JT Daniels, only a sophomore last year as a freshman. What a year he had, over uh, 3,000 yards passing, 33 touchdowns. This year the stat line is insane. He's calling his own plays. You're going to hear Coach Rollinson in just a second talk about uh, how he got him to do that and, uh, and, and how good he's been. But I think this statistic which Bruce will mention in the interview is probably the quintessential interview uh, statistic that you'll hear about in the interview which is at this point and really modern day is blowing everybody out they're 4-0 they've beaten Bishop Amata top 10 team here in Southern California 63 to 14 that was the season opener they beat Mayfair they put up 63 points on back-to-back -back weekends they beat Mayfair 63 nothing they then beat La Mirada a very good program a top 20 team in Southern California a defending state champ uh, 48 nothing and then last week they beat Upland 62 to 7 so they've they've hung up 63 63 and 62 points and yeah they were really they were really throttled when they only got to to 48 they've outscored their opponents 236 to 21 a big game coming up uh, tomorrow night taking on number 12 in SoCal Edison and uh, Edison is also ranked number 19 in the state of California according to the high school football America uh, top 25 and um, 
Uh, JT Daniels has thrown more touchdown passes than incompletions this year. 23 touchdown passes, only 20 incompletions. JT 83 of 103. That's an 80% completion mark. Uh, 1,500. Eight yards passing so far. He is just having an outstanding year. Uh, he's already been offered as a sophomore by Notre Dame, Arizona State, BYU, Cal, USC, Washington, and Washington State. And uh, we spoke to both of them on a very windy day out at uh, Modern Day yesterday. And we're going to start with Bruce and uh, go right at him with, uh, you know, the the real question, which is with the start that the Monarchs are having, and he's been around a long time, nearly three decades. He's an alum of uh, of Modern day has he ever seen such a start well you know it, it, it right now play, as team play goes we're, we're playing at a top level and and we've invested a lot of time but what you have to remember is we had a lot of experienced players coming back you know we 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 felt very satisfied last year playing with the majority we played six starting sophomores and a freshman quarterback and we had four starting sophomores on the defense and the rest were juniors. So it's obviously an experienced football team that's come back. They had a great offseason, a great summer, and now it's it's coming together. Uh, you know, opponent-wise, these are normally, historically, uh, opponents that, you know, are going to battle you. And, and I think some of them are cycled down like we were last year. But I don't want to discredit what we're doing. I mean, we're, we're, we're playing well. And what we've challenged the kids is to practice and have perfect practices and then just go one week at a time we know what's down the road you know the trinity league is waiting we've got a tough opponent friday night right here one of the local high schools that we've played for 28 years and some great rivalry battles with edison high school and my good friend dave white so you know we'll, we'll be up to task friday night and and you know we just can't drop off we just got to keep improving and when I talk to you about this time last year, you said, you know, you've never seen anybody like JT in, in the film room. And all the stuff he does kind of away yeah. from the field itself. So I know that continued over the, the course of the last year. Yeah. But where is the biggest improvement you've seen in him? Well, what we decided to do is we got involved in the January, February, March, April passing leagues. The kids approached me, believe me, I already spent enough time at football and I wasn't going to win the popularity contest at home, but they wanted to play together in these club type of tournaments. And at that point we decided, okay, let's let JT call the offense. We'll suggest some things here and there, but let start to teach him how to see it. And, and we had that opportunity because it's year-round passing. And we didn't get all wadded up about how well we performed. We more or less used it as a learning tool, and we still had success. And pretty soon, he's calling the entire thing. And, and, and that's probably the most noticeable change. In last week's game, we didn't call any plays. We get him in the formation, and then he takes it from there. Um, and he knows how to run the, run, read the box, and, and, and then he's just going to go. There's been disguising. He's made a few mistakes, but I can live with that. And, and, I mean, when you talk about growth, we now have a coach on the football field. Basically, my offense coordinator is wearing a helmet and taking it from there. 
And then, you know, I know we asked this question last year, but I have to ask it again. You know, you've had a couple of other good ones here or not. I mean, it's unfair to stack one up against the other, but exactly. is there a way to do anything along those well, lines? Well, you know what? I, I don't make comparisons, but what I would tell you is, okay, JT has a great offensive line in front of him, which affords him the opportunity to get a longer look. They're really playing well up front. And he has a core of receivers. I mean, I'm six deep. I don't miss a beat, and I can still bring two off the bench. And, you know, now if you want to compare, you know, Barkley had a, a fleet of receivers in his junior year. Obviously, you're a national player of the year, okay? Leinart had some, but he never had a core like this. And JT, sometimes if he's a hair off, they come up with some unbelievable catches. And so if you put the whole thing together, that's why you're looking at the statistics that he has. You know, and I don't want to say that, you know, he's, he's you know, it, it's, a, it's a work in progress, and we'll see where it ends up in, in his senior year. Right now, I mean, I, I won't lie to you, I've never had a quarterback, any one of them, who has, I ask you, have you ever heard of this statistic? He has more touchdowns than incompletions. I've never heard that in yeah. 40 years of doing this. And <laughs> I'm the same way. I, I had to do a double take when it was pointed out to me. So hopefully we continue to protect him and we continue to make great catches and he reads it up and we keep rolling. That's Bruce Rollinson, head coach at uh, Modern Day, talking about uh, the team's start, a 4-0 start, number three in the nation, number one in Southern California, and one in the state of California, also number one in the West region. We do regional rankings, too, in the seven regions uh, throughout America. Uh, JT Daniels, uh, what a start. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the, uh, the incredible sophomore season that he's having, a, a great freshman year, 33 touchdowns, over 3,000 yards passing, but he's cranked it up this year, and as you heard Coach uh, Rollinson say, uh, JT is calling his own plays. He said he's got his offensive coordinator uh, in a helmet. Uh, JT has more touchdown passes than incompletions at this at this point. 83 of 103, 1,508 yards. Uh, just absolutely incredible. A great uh, a team of receivers out there. This is a very, very, very talented high school football team that started 10 sophomores last year, as you heard Coach Rollinson say. And uh, JT Daniels, the man behind it. What a nice kid. Uh, at, at the end of the interview, Trish Hoffman said to me, uh, wow, what a well-spoken young man. And we talked to JT about a lot of things. But uh, the first part of the interview, the very first question was, when you hear the numbers, 83 of 103, 80% completion, 1,508 yards, 23 touchdowns, 23 touchdowns, only 20 incompletions. The fact that they've really only played the first team a, a half of football in the first uh, each of the first four games. And so I asked him, you know, what comes to his mind when he hears these crazy numbers he's put up so far? Uh, you know, you don't really process them too much. They're, just, they're really just a product of me just doing my job, which the receivers make that pretty easy. Same with my, you know, big line up front from uh, Kay Kani, our center, Chris Murray, Mason Kolinchek, Tommy Brown, and uh, Andrew Faleo. I mean, the, the guys pretty much just, they all do their job. Receivers do their job. All I got to do is my job. So it, it doesn't process as much. Coach said one of the big differences is are the number of weapons and we were talking about you versus Barkley, you versus Leinard and all those sort of things. He said 
you have these weapons. He's not taken away from you, but he's saying they're that good. How, how good are these guys? It, it, it can be to the point where I, I, I could be confused or I don't know what to call. And I'll say, hey, Osiris, go deep. Just don't lie. But I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's it, I can't really put into words how, how much of an impact it is for me to have these weapons that I know I can rely on that are so smart, so gifted, know what to do, and are always working. I mean, it, it's, I can't really put into words. Well, one of the other things we were talking about was the difference between you guys going to the passing leagues in January and February. And all that went into that, the fact that you are calling your own plates. Can you t- kind of take me back to earlier this year in January and February? Uh, what was the biggest thing for you to, you know, kind of get used to when you were giving kind of the reins to what's a pretty darn good offense? Yeah. Well, in, a, in the whole calling plays thing, what comes new is you have to focus on the next play sometimes, which can be difficult to not always live in the moment of what you're doing right now and you got to think ahead. So it, it just took a little bit of adjusting. But, you know, I always had Coach Monty who's always been helping me out with the calling plays and giving me whatever tips he has. So it's just been an experience. Coach Rollinson calls you his offensive coordinator with a helmet. That's a pretty, pretty nice piece of praise. But what do you think of when you hear that out of that man's mouth? Yeah, I mean, that, that really is a great honor. That, that, that's about it. That's just a really great honor to hear that. Now, um, the season so far, you guys, you know, you're playing basically a half of football. And Coach said, you know, that's, you know, going to the Trinity League, you're going to have to play more than a half. But, um, you know, what, what are you guys talking about right now as it relates to, you know, knowing when you're out there that you got to execute each and every time because you do have a big Trinity League slate coming up? Yeah, that's it. That's just our mindset is we don't think how much we're going to play, what are we going to beat them by, who's going to get the most touchdowns. We just go out and do what our game plan says to do. Not, none of the other things even come to mind. And, you know, stupid people like me have to ask the question of coach, you know, Barkley, Liner, and, and I'm not going to ask you that question, but when you hear your name in that kind of lineup, how does that make you feel and, and, and what does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, that's just really, it is another great honor to be even putting the names with Liner and Barkley and all of them, but you can't you can't put too much mind to it. I mean, it's, it's just a great honor to be able to play at the school that they played at and, you know, put your name be, be heard with some of them because those are some of the greats, you know, that have played high school football, college football, NFL. And I know it's hard to say, you know, you're a half year through your, your, your sophomore year now, but where's the biggest progression you've seen in your position as a player and, and, and a leader on this team? Confidence. It's all been confidence from last year. I, I give a lot of credit to Curtis Robinson, Brandon Marsh, Frank, and uh, Jed Smith for uh, really helping me through last year being a freshman on the varsity team and really helping me fall into my place as the quarterback. And they uh, they helped a lot to simplify it. And that's all it's been to give me confidence is just simplifying the game. And the last question is, with, with all those names I gave and with what you've done so far comes pressure. How do you deal with pressure as just a sophomore on this team? Yeah, the... the the environment of modern day takes the pressure away, I'd say. Um, nobody ever puts pressure on me or anybody to perform. Like, you have to play, and it's a necessity. I don't feel that. I don't feel like that comes with the job. We just put pressure on ourselves to give our best effort and, you know, do whatever we can to get better. So the pressure to perform, I, I really don't feel. It's, uh, it's just a pressure to get better and give my all. Again, that's our uh, interview. That was our interview with uh, JT Daniels out at uh, Santa Ana yesterday in uh, Southern California here, Modern Day High School sophomore quarterback. Uh, 23 touchdown passes, only 20 incompletions. I don't know that I've ever heard a line like that ever in covering high school football. For that matter, I would have to say probably the uh, collegiate and the, the pro ranks as well. 
completely insane number and what a great kid uh, he is uh, again well spoken uh, as you heard him say uh, he spread around all the love to the offensive linemen first his receivers JT Daniels is going to be a good one big game tomorrow night here in Southern California uh, modern day number one in the west number one in Southern California number one in California and our algorithm rankings uh, number three in the land taking on Edison number 12 in SoCal and number 19 in the state of California should be a good matchup a couple of legendary coaches uh, Bruce Rollinson and uh, Dave White who's going to be stepping down after uh, three decades at the helm of Edison should be a good battle at Orange Coast College tomorrow night in Southern California all right we're going to keep with the theme of uh, Southern California quarterbacks uh, down the road from us here in uh, San Clemente right down the road from Long Beach is San Clemente High School. Jack Sears, an Elite 11 quarterback, manning the controls of the Triton offense this year. He's headed to Duke. That's where he's given his verbal. Took the place of Sam Darnold, who's now at USC. Will get his first collegiate start uh, tomorrow night against Utah. Before that, Travis Wilson uh, at Utah. He was a San Clemente quarterback. Uh, Chase Reddick, who went on to Boston College. He was a, an SC quarterback, meaning San Clemente. That's what they call themselves down here. Well, Jaime Ortiz has been the man uh, behind the program and uh, cranking out these great quarterbacks. And a lot of uh, colleges have come through San Clemente over the last several years to check out what they have uh, calling signals. And we've got another good one this year. So we're going to talk to uh, Coach Ortiz when we come back about Jack Sears, about the lineage, the legacy of quarterbacks at San Clemente. That and more, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, 
and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USAtodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2016. USA Today, High School Sports, and High School Football America teaming up to give you great national coverage and specific coverage from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. All right, well, uh, the theme tonight on the show here at the top is, uh, you know, uh, once I moved out here to Southern California, I found a lot out about uh, great athletes and great quarterbacks specifically along the way. I've met a lot of great coaches, and one of the first guys to uh, welcome me to Southern California was uh, the head coach at uh, San Clemente, just down the road from us here in Laguna Beach. We always argue who has the better weather. Uh, Jaime Ortiz is doing a great job at San Clemente High School there. 
and over the course of uh, the last uh, uh, five, six, seven, eight years, uh, they have pumped out uh, a ton of Division One quarterbacks. I think at one point, uh, Coach Ortiz told me that uh, they were the only high school in America to have two uh, Division One uh, starting quarterbacks at, at that time. I think it was uh, Travis Wilson and Chase Reddick. We'll check that out with him. But he's on the line right now to talk about a, a great quarterback he has now, a former quarterback who's going to get a start uh, at USC, Sam Darnold, this week, and a lot of other things. Welcome to the show, Coach Ortiz. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and like I said, I, I hopefully I set the table here, but uh, you know, you guys have really pumped out a lot of talent here. And before we kind of dig into these individuals and all this, let's let's talk a little bit about you know, uh, kind of the tradition of quarterback for the Tritons. There, uh, how did it all start? I know it's it's way before Reddick. You had a couple of other guys. Uh, I think Mike Cook may have started going back to when he went to Harvard. But kind of give uh, the listeners out there a little bit of the lineage of QBs at uh, at San Clemente. Yeah, we, you know, we've been pretty lucky here at San Clemente. It really starts in, in the mid-'90s. Um, we had Chris Hayward, uh, who went to UNLV. After him, we had a player by the name of Chris Bowden, who went to Villanova and set numerous records at Villanova and also uh, was played, recently uh, put in their Hall of Fame. Um, here, during my time here at San Clemente High School, uh, we had exactly uh, we had Mike Cook, who went to Harvard. We had Cole Burkwest, who went to Montana. He also played in the Canadian League. Um, we've had um, Chase Reddick, who, of course, went on to Boston College, a lead 11 quarterback. We had Travis Wilson, who uh, you know just finished up his career at University of Utah, four-year starter, also a lead 11 quarterback. And then Sam Darnold, you know, right now uh, at USC and the starting quarterback for the Trojans this Friday night against Utah. And then, of course, um, uh, Jack Sears, who's on his way to Duke. And so we've been pretty blessed with some really good athletes. Uh, you know, I think our, our coaches do a great job, especially offensive coordinator Troy Kopp working with the quarterbacks, and, uh, you know, we've had different styles of offense that suit those players, uh, you know, talents and traits, and, and it's been worked out for us pretty well. Talking to Jaime Ortiz tonight, the head coach at San Clemente High School here in Southern California, and 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 coach, you know, uh, with that comes some pressure. You know, you've had you've had uh, elite eleven quarterbacks coming out the ears. Talk a little bit about what you talk to your quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Sam was there for a long time. Leaves Jack stepped in as a junior last year, and he goes elite eleven. Uh, what do, what do you talk to the kids about? Because you know, there's a lot of focus on that position uh, in your program. Is there a way to kind of help them deal with that? Um, you know, for our kids, it's it's really about being you. You know, a lot of kids, uh, you know, they understand this next man up, you know, in regards to our philosophy. And uh, I, I told Jack Sears, don't be Sam Darnold. So I told, told Sam Darnold, don't be Travis Wilson. Each each kid has to be unique in regards to you know, characteristics and how they lead and how they do things. But the kids do know in order to be a quarterback at Franklin High School, there is a lot of work that goes that, that takes place on the field and off the field. Um, individual workouts, film sessions, uh different things that we do to, to make sure these kids understand that if you're going to be the leader of our program and be the starting quarterback here at Tinkley High School, there's a lot of extra work that has to go in, and this doesn't happen overnight. And uh, But the biggest thing for me is whether it's Duke Delancelotti who went on to Texas State or Travis Wilson or, or any of those guys, be you. You know, Don't try and be someone else. Uh, live within the moment and, and, and uh, you know attack it with full energy and force. And that's what we tell our kids that, there's not a special formula. It's about just kids understanding their responsibilities and working the tail off to get to be that starting guy. And with it comes a lot of prestige and a lot of you know, accolades that comes with it, but also a lot of pressure as well. And the kids have to understand the kids get the bat. 
Talking uh, San Clemente football tonight on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Uh, Coach, uh, along with what I just talked about, pressure, one of the things that takes away the pressure, I think, and maybe it's just you know the fact that I've gotten to know you over the last four years, is you guys are a family. And, and, and these quarterbacks that have come before you know the Jack Sears of the world right now really do kind of you know embrace you know those roots and stay there can you talk a little bit about that family uh, atmosphere that you have there especially as it relates to the quarterback position yeah i mean here here at san clemente we're you know we're a one-time one team you've heard that analogy before and for our kids they grow up playing together you know we're not a uh, we're not an all-star team we don't have kids in different states and different countries playing on our, on our team we just have local kids who grew up together we call them homegrown kids and there's a lot of the history with these kids from playing Pop Warner to playing basketball, NJB to playing Little League to playing soccer. And, uh, you know, we have four uh, middle schools, uh, three actually three middle schools in our, our area, and these kids grow up together. And so we talk about Dan, the brother. I think San Clemente High School is a perfect example where they're loyal to each other. Um, they work their, uh, their tail off for each other. And uh, the blood, sweat, and tears on that football field are from guys who have known each other since first, second grade who play multiple sports together and hopefully do the same thing here at the high school, not just football, but basketball and, and baseball and so forth. They want to be involved in multiple sports and, and do the best they can to lead this high school. And at the end of the day, they understand they lead their community and also they represent their last name, and that's what's important to me. Yeah, and it's always great to check out your Twitter and your Instagram where these guys are coming back and uh, coming back to the hometown and uh, hanging out and, and trying to help the guys uh, keep that, that legacy going. Let's talk a little bit about Jack Sears. A, a lot of pressure on him coming into the, to the season. Uh, Elite 11 got a lot of looks, uh, made his decision uh, right there at the beginning of fall camp this year to go to Duke. Tell me a little bit about Jack and, and how he stacks up in, in the things and, and how he's done over your first uh, four games here in the 2016 season. Yeah, you know, uh, Jack, you know, made that decision, uh, you know, and uh, right before, actually right when camp started, um, his, his goal was to make his uh, decision. He had, you know, top schools of Duke, USC, and UCLA, and at the end of the day, he felt Duke was home and, and where he best felt, uh, felt, felt comfortable. And for him, he's focused in all his energy on the season. Uh, right now, we are 2-2. Two and two. Um, You know, the two teams we lost to, Oceanside and, and Longmont, are both high-quality opponents, and uh, I expect them to do great things uh, in the playoffs, if not, uh, you know, just in league. And so, uh, you know, he's had a great year so far. He's a leader on and off the field. He's uh, by far one of the best players on the field whenever we play. Uh, this Friday night, we play a tough Palos Verdes team. Uh, they're 2-1, and one, but they're one of the best teams in their area, and they're, they've been in CI Finals the last three out of four years. And it's one thing that, you know, as coaches and as players, we've acknowledged we're playing the best of the best. We're playing very good football teams and it's going to make us better there's an old adage that iron sharpens iron and then jack and the rest of the players know that 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 you know even like last Friday we lost la Morata. we didn't play well but that game will make us better for the future and, and that's why we play those games talking to uh, jaime ortiz tonight head coach at san clemente high school in southern california here uh, one of the uh, interesting things uh, uh, about being in this part of uh, of the world is uh, you you've, you've got the uh, south coast league and you, you also have the seaview league and last year you were in seaview and this year you get popped back to the south coast which uh, year in and year out is one of the best in america tell me a little bit about that and 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 is is that enjoyable to be in there with the likes of uh, mission viejo and tesoro and the other guys Oh yeah, you know, I mean, you know, for us, it's an opportunity to play the best of the best. You, you got, you know, San Juan Hills, you got the Soar, you got Chubico, and you got Mission Viejo. That's a very competitive league, and uh, you know, our, our schedule is set up where you know you play each one, and, and let the chips fall where they may. I think uh, each, within the league, each team's performing really well, and I think when it gets to that league period, that's you know when those games really, really will define and where we're at as a program. Uh, you know, Mission is the defending league champ, 
And so in order to quote Ric Flair, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And we play them week 10 of the season. Before we even get to mission, we got some very good football teams with Tesoro and the likes, and, and we got to prepare for each week, you know, one at a time, and go with the 1-0. And, uh, you know, right now we got to get ready for Palace Burgers. we got a game next week, and we have a bye, and we start league play, and then let the chips fall where they may from there. I'm Ortiz on the line tonight, San Clemente football front and center on High School Football America, and we're talking about a lot of things, but started off by talking about the great quarterback tradition that you have there in Triton Land, and, uh, you know, I, I can't let you go without talking about uh, one of your, your star pupils, a guy I got to know uh, before he left. Uh, what a cl- and, and all of your kids that I've met in my four years are just so well-spoken, so well-mannered, just very media-savvy, and that's a, that's a great you know, uh, compliment to you and your staff and how you get these kids prepared. But Sam Darnold you know, starting against Utah for USC. You mentioned it earlier. Tell me a little bit about Sam. I know you're excited by this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you'll be keeping a close eye somehow, some way <laughs> on what he's doing. Yeah, you know, it, it'd be interesting. They play, uh, they play Friday night at 6, our game's at 7, and our our game announcer is actually our basketball coach. And so Sam also was an all basketball player. He was the athlete of the year his senior year for all of Orange County, and I'm sure he'll be providing updates. And as long as I said, we'll get those updates. But, you know, my focus is my focus on Thomas Burgess High School. I joked around with Coach Helm yesterday. It's kind of ironic that, you know, he's going into Utah Friday night with Sam Darnold, a quarterback, taking on the Utes, and we're playing Thomas Burgess High School, and that's where his son played uh, the last couple of years. Their, their family uh, resides in the Thomas Burgess area, so it's talking about the six degrees of separation. And my response was, hey, let's, let's have both SCs and get a win Friday night. And so uh, I know Sam's excited about the opportunity. You know, in my opinion, he, he's been nothing but a class act the entire way, along with Max Brown. And those guys know it's a competition, and they've been competing from the minute they stepped foot on campus. And, and uh, now it's, it's Sam's turn to, to try and lead the Trojans to the victory. And it's a tough environment. You know, I've been to many of Utah games when, uh, when Travis was there. It's, it's not a fun place for opposing teams. And uh, if there's anybody that I want leading the team, it would be Sam Dawn. And I know he's excited about the opportunity to go out there and play on Friday night and, at the end of the day, Sam just wants to help the team. And you know, his ability to help the team is being started quarterback, so be it. And uh, I know he's excited about the opportunity. It should be a great game on Friday. And you mentioned how good a basketball player Sam was. Just a little tangent here. But I, I think you're probably like me and a lot of uh, the, the people that we chat with on Twitter. You're, you're a multi-sport guy, right? You believe, you believe in that. You don't believe in that specialization. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I don't think it helps the student-athlete, you know, especially here at San Quentin High School. Um, we are, like I said, a one-town, one-team school. And so if you have a great athlete on campus, there's no reason why they shouldn't play multiple sports. And in my opinion, whether it's a baseball coach or a basketball coach, wrestling coach, lacrosse, it doesn't matter. Sometimes coaches feel that the more contact out of the athlete, the better chance they have being successful. In my opinion, you can't recreate a basketball game. You can't recreate a high-intense wrestling uh, match. And I think sometimes those environments that those kids are placed in make them a better athlete overall. You know, and that's the one thing that I think Sam and, and the rest of our players have done. Travis Wilson was a, 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 was a league MVP in volleyball. You know, I think, uh, especially here at our high school, we really, really enforce playing multiple sports. And we also work as a coaching staff together. I think there are schools out there that say, oh, we're all about T-sport athletes. But the minute they get on campus, they do the best of disclosure. I think it takes a family effort well amongst the coaches and players to make that possible. And uh, it's, you know, the fruits of the labor pay off. And I think for Sam, you know, being a point guard and forward on the basketball team helps him on the football field. And it, it just requires coaches to work together and not be a tug of war. And, uh, you know, like, it's one thing to say you want to you enforce uh, and, and endorse two-sport athletes, but it's nothing to actually let it happen. And here at St. Clinton High School, I think we do a great job of doing that. And you can go back to Tucker Scott, who played basketball here at the University of Utah, Cole Fatherham, who 
who was an all-league and, again, you see in basketball, you also was a tight end for us. And, and at the end of the day, the kids are going to find their sport, their niche in college, but there's no reason why they shouldn't play as many sports as they can in high school. And it's important that coaches and the athletic department and the parents and the family are all on the same page and let the kid go out and play. That's what high school is all about. Yep, it certainly is, and you do a great job, as I said. I have appreciated your friendship. By the way, I'm looking out at the ocean right now. I think we've got better weather than you today. I think you're going to pick up our good weather here in a couple of minutes, so it'll probably float yeah, down we're, your way. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a, little, a little overcast here. I'm I, I, I have to talk to my homeowners association. It's got a little overcast coming in. Uh, uh, might, might have to move to, to, to Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> yeah, Strunky will love that. He keeps asking me to come over there. I'm like, why would I come watch a football game in Lubbock when I can have the weather that we have out here? Well, Coach, I really appreciate your friendship through the course of the last four years, and you know, congratulations on all that you do for these student-athletes there. You're, you and your staff and your administration uh, really appreciate it, and good luck the rest of the way. I appreciate all you do for high school sports. It's a, a pleasure to talk to you, and if anything we can do in the future, let me know. And When, uh, when Strunky wants to open that Salani's in Laguna Beach, we'll be the first one. <laughs> Yeah, and he's buying each and every time. He's a Texas coach. We know he can afford it. All right, coach. Yes, sir. We'll talk yes, sir. to you soon. Taking a break. Coming back with more. This is High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. 
The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, 2016, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage and specific coverage from Southern California. Learn more by going to usatodayhss.com. All right, well, uh, you know, I had to save some money over the last year, so I don't know the last time I had Jason Strunk on. Actually, I know it was two months ago. I'm just teasing. I, I pay him too much money for writing the turnaround. Actually, he does it for free, <laughs> and Strunky's on the line uh, to talk about the start to the season for Lubbock and specifically about a little column I wrote uh, earlier this week. Uh, it came off of his blog uh, talking about his kids and what they've gone through. Uh, we'll kind of uh, get you all up to speed here before we bring him in. Um, you know, when Strunky took over the program in 2011, Lubbock hadn't been to the uh, the playoffs there out of West Texas in long, long, long time, uh, 35 years, and he was able to snap that in his second year at the helm. He's turned teams around in Plant City. He's been parts of programs, a Division One coach at uh, Purdue, a great program at Muhlenberg back in the Lehigh Valley. 
in Pennsylvania, where we're from. Uh, he also helped turn that program around on the defense as part of the defensive staff. Uh, his alma mater, Northampton, he helped turn that one around. And uh, he's working his butt off to try and turn things around in Lubbock. And he wrote a great, uh, a great column this week as part of his blog. And I, I kind of changed the title to it a little bit. He was wrapping up last week's win. And my title was uh, uh, basically that uh, losing doesn't mean you're a loser. And uh, Strunke uh, wrote very eloquently and touched a lot of people around the country with his words by saying that, uh, you know, we've got a lot of obstacles here, but I never give up. These kids never give up. And it's all about, uh, you know, breaking breaking legacies that were handed to you. So with that as the intro, uh, the long-winded Jeff Fisher is going to bring in Jason Strunk. Welcome to the show, Strunky. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. And I'm glad you're awake out there in paradise because I'm out here trotting around in hot, dusty Lubbock. Yeah, well, so, I, I'm also... I hope, I hope you're enjoying the beach. Well, I, I am, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing injured here a little bit. I had a tooth yanked on Monday, so I'm, I'm, I'm tough like you. That's right. That's what us Pennsylvania guys it, do. Hey, and I have to give you credit for that. Walking around with some yanked teeth, you're toughing it out, man. That's the way we do it. No, all that means is I'm starting to look like some of my relatives back in the hills country of uh, Pennsylvania. But we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll move on for the time being. And, and let's just um, you know, d- dive into the, the – you, you wrote the blog uh, that we posted up on Monday, and you got some phenomenal response to it. And, uh, you know, I tried to summarize it there, but my words are not going to do justice to what What got you all fired up to talk about – uh, what's been a, a four-decade-long, uh, uh, I don't know what I want to call it, just the doldrums there in, in, in Lubbock for, for right. the program you're the head of. Tell me a little bit behind why you decided to write what you wrote uh, on Monday. You know, because mainly after we, we lost on Friday night 24-17, you know, it, I, was, I was inspired uh, by what I saw from our kids. I mean, when you look on the field and you're looking across the sideline. We played a team that, that looks like a Division One college football team with athletes all over, and we went toe-to-toe with them. And we had the ball with a minute 50 left at the 50-yard line, a fourth and three tie game. And if we pick up the first down right there, I, I think we're going to continue on and drive and kick a field goal and win, win that game at the buzzer. Um, you know, but what happened, we got stuffed. Uh, Escocado takes over, and they end up punching one in. They beat us 24-17. Uh, but the next morning I woke up, I go into work, and I have – 55 Westerners in the locker room getting ready to go back at it. And if you watched our effort and you saw how we played on Friday night, if you're not inspired by that, uh, you you don't have much of a pulse. You know, you're missing out on life because we, we play hard. We're undersized. We're not the, the best athletes, but we're going to scrap, claw, fight, and give you everything we have. And that's what I saw on Friday night. Uh, it's inspiring to me that these kids, uh, they don't give up. They don't quit. And all they want to do is, is, is play their best for their teammates and for their coaches and that gets all the respect in the world to me and something i wrote in the blog and i, I really mean this you know lubbock has struggled for 45 years and what's happening is a lot of times my kids now on my current team they pay for the struggle of the last 45 years uh you know they in their own hallways you know people say oh you guys you guys suck i mean that's a quote um you guys suck you're not good at football you know they hear that from their peers every day so my kids are paying for 45 years of struggle, and it's not fair to them. And it had me fired up because if you saw how we played on Friday night, you know we don't suck. We're a good football team. Uh, we're going to battle. As long as I'm here, we're going to keep scrapping. So these kids really inspired me, and that's what led to my uh, 
my blog, my inspired blog, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're talking with Jason Strunk tonight on High School Football America, head coach at Lubbock High School in West Texas, writes the turnaround blog for us. If you haven't read it yet, we're going to kind of fill you in as we talk through here a little bit about what he was faced with. We already talked about the playoff drought, the lack of a winning season since 98. Uh, let, let's kind of you know take people back, and then we'll move forward again. Uh, when you took over in 2011, you came out of Plant City in Florida. You got things turned around there. You were, you know, were touted in the national media by ESPN talking about the great job you did there. You were not surprised at what you had coming into Texas. You wanted to get into Texas. You wanted to coach there. But what was the situation like, the numbers? I, I know we've talked about this before, but for the people that have never heard you, right. tell us a little bit about the situation aside from the, the playoff drought and all that. What were you faced with? Right. You know, after I left Plant City and went to Purdue, uh, I realized coaching at Purdue that I just miss high school football. Um, I like being in charge. I like rebuilding programs, and I, I think you have a bigger impact on high school kids. And Texas, for me, is the mecca. I always wanted to get here. Uh, so I kind of used Purdue as my springboard uh, to open some eyes and, and, and get into Texas. And I knew, uh, you know, I knew, I knew the struggle uh, that was going on here at Lubbock, but I also knew it was my way into Texas. You know, I, I know it's hard to get hired in a state where you're an outsider. I knew I wasn't going to get hired at Allen or Permian or any of those schools, Katie, um, from as an outsider. So I looked for a job that was a, a massive rebuild and someone take a shot at me. And it was Lubbock High and, and Coach Mark Fall. You know, it was a perfect fit. And I knew coming in uh, it was going to be tough. But that's the kind of job I want. I want to go into a place and win a state title right away. I want to go in and put my own stamp on things. Because anybody can win a state title if you inherit all the kids and athletes you have. You can do that. But to come in and, and rebuild a program and fix it from the ground up, that's right up my alley, and that's what I wanted. In Lubbock High, I found that. And when I got here, um, you know, a few things did surprise me. I knew, I knew it was tough, but a few things did surprise me. Like, number one, there was one football in the entire program when I got here. Uh, you know, when you, when you read about Texas and you think football – and, you know, it's the Mecca, and I get to a program in Texas where it's one football. I'm kind of like, wow, well, all right, well, let's uh, use this one football as much as we can until I can order some. So uh, we had one football, and we had about 65 total kids in the program from ninth grade through 12th. Uh, you know, it was slim pickings. You know, there wasn't a lot of kids that to choose from. It was so downtrodden. Uh, the attitude was awful, and we just had to get to work and fix that, and over the, the last six years, we went from 65 players to 215-plus. Uh, how? Well, we're good for kids, and we, we treat them right. And we tell our kids every day we love them, and we're going to fight together. We're going to get through this. We're going to play some good football. And it's just taken off. So 65 kids to 215, uh, just through hard work and, and determination by myself and the coaching staff, trying to give these kids a shot and teach them you know, football, but more importantly, uh, life lessons every day at Lubbock High. Yeah. Because if you can come here and play football for us, you know, and fight through it and all the obstacles you face from the naysayers to, you know, whatever it is, you're going to be just fine in life. You, you'll make your way through. Um, you know, and in year one, we went 0-10. Year two, we're in the state playoffs. First time in 36 years. Uh, so it's kind of taken root from there. We haven't been back to the playoffs, and that's a, that's a goal when we get here. Uh, when I got here, that was a goal, and we want to get there every year, and we haven't been back since, but we're, we're fighting to get back, and it's just, I mean, Jeff, it, it was so bad here, we had to have the kids come to the building and line up outside and bring them in one by one every day and make sure their head was up, the chest was out, and chin was up, hmm. and we smacked them on the chest every day to fix body language. Just before they entered our building, that's how far we've come, 
that's where we were at. So I think it's pretty incredible what we've done so far. Yeah, and I've seen it firsthand, and uh, obviously you're my friend, but uh, uh, that doesn't mean I don't tell you if the things are not going in the right direction, I'd be honest with you, and I've seen it right. firsthand. And Coach Mark Ball, who's now become a friend of ours, uh, he was the uh, the AD at the uh, Lubbock Independent School District there, has, has told me a lot of what you've done for the kids. And just, you know, we, we appreciate, you know, everything you do to take the time because, you know, it's not easy to write. And, and you and I have talked about it. Some years you, you got through the first couple right. of weeks and things got bad. But now it's about, you know, changing everybody's mental attitude. And you write about your coaches, your assistant coaches that make a difference and all that. Um, One thing that you didn't talk about there that we talked about, I wrote about, I should say, in the column, uh, was about the the numbers there at Lubbock. Lubbock is not a downtrodden school. It is a great academic school. Talk about the numbers and how it stacks up and the the pool of kids you actually get to choose from outside of these great academics you have there. Yeah, you know, the great thing about Lubbock High is it's one of the best academic institutions in the United States. Not just Texas, but the United States. It, it's nationally recognized, and that's fantastic. And our campus, you know, butts right up against the uh, Texas Tech campus, so we get a lot of uh, tech professors. They send their kids here, and it's good for that. So, you know, we're, we're labeled as a 5A school, so it's the second largest classification in Texas. Uh, we're a school of about 2,000 uh, students, maybe a little bit over, but somewhere around 2,000, and of that population, the 2,000 kids, 1,000 of them are what you call magnet transfers. So it means they can live anywhere around Lubbock, but they can come to Lubbock High because they qualify for a magnet program. So we have 2,000 kids, and 1,000 of them just come to Lubbock for academics. They don't play sports. So that takes us down to 1,000 kids to choose from for athletics. Now that 1,000 kids... We have anywhere between 375 and 400 kids participating in athletics. And that puts us, I'm not quite sure what the cutoff numbers are exactly, but we're either a, a 3A Division One or a 4A Division Two school athletically. And we're playing 5A and 6A competition. And it's tough. I mean, it's really tough to go out and, you know, you're facing schools with more numbers, bigger kids, you know, bigger pool to choose from. But that's what we have, and we just go with it. We don't use that as an excuse. We don't talk about it. We just go out and we play football. And we expect to win every time we suit up. And if you've never read the turnaround written by Jason Strunk, head coach at uh, Lubbock High School uh, there in West Texas, you need to. He goes in-depth into a program and the, the struggles, but he doesn't make excuses. And he'll he'll call himself out. He calls everything out to, to kind of give you what it takes to go inside. And that gets us back to the present in the column I wrote, uh, meaning losing does not make you a loser. And that's off of his uh, column that he wrote on Monday. You can check it out at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Uh, and and, and Strunky, so you write this. You, you, it's coming from the heart. It's coming with your passion. It's coming with everything that you want, but you know sometimes it's kind of like the tree in the woods, right? If it falls and no one's there, uh, all of a sudden, uh, late on Monday, you start hearing from not only people surrounding the Lubbock program and some of your friends in Texas, but around the country. Tell me a little bit about uh, some of the things that uh, tell the listeners what you uh, what what you came across. Some of the things that were written to you and how it made you feel. Yeah, you know, I, I have no idea. I, I just write words and I send it to you, and you post it. And it, it, it's kind of like you're disconnected. You know, it, it's hard to explain. I, 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 to me, I'm just writing, and then it gets put up. Um, you know, and a lot of times I don't hear anything, but I know it's being read. But when you get feedback, it's like, wow, you know, you're making a difference in people. I had a coach from New York yesterday uh, tweet me and say, Coach, thanks for writing a blog. Uh, I read this blog to my entire team today. You know, and I, I never, never thought that. You know, I had other people... Uh, emailing me or texting me telling me they read the blog and it moved some people to tears 
So that's uh, you know, I'm not writing that to make people cry, but at least I know <laughs> my words are resonating and it's making an impact on people, and that uh, that that gives me you know justification, uh, vindication, I guess that. You know, it's good to keep writing this blog. It's a good release for me. It's helping people, even though when I write them, I don't really notice that or realize it first, but it's making an impact, and that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah, and uh, you don't try to go Oprah on everybody, but uh, you, you, no. uh, I'll, no. and, and because you, you, you are not a self serving person, I'll just read you one of the things that uh, was written. Oh my gosh, I'm crying my eyes out. This is the best thing I've ever read in a long time. Thank you for never giving up. I hurt for these guys, but my heart is also full of hope, encouragement, and pride. Well-written, Coach. So that's just kind of one of those that uh, was written about it. And uh, congratulations for always kind of touching a chord. And, you know, and we've talked about this on the show before, which is, you know, the coaching fraternity is a unique fraternity. As much as, you know, you're right. trying to gouge each other's eyes out, you know, each and every week to get that W, uh, there's something there about that. And, and and what have you learned? I mean, you you were the outsider coming into Texas. What have you learned about the, the Texas football community? Uh, you know, it, it's it's really similar to other states. You know, Pennsylvania and, and Florida, uh, it, it, it's similar. You know, coaches, they band together. Um, they stick together to help each other when they help each other out when they can. Uh, but you know, here in Texas, it just seems like there's, it's a bigger fraternity. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to put it in words. It's more, uh, it's a professional organization. Not that the other states aren't, but it's more, uh, it's organized. It's professional. We have the THSCA. Uh, these guys are here to help each other out. It seems like there's more coaches. All of our coaches are in school buildings. They're all teachers. It's just, it's better organized. Uh, you know, and, it, and I tell you, the, the thing that really stands out here, Jeff, is these people eat, sleep, and breathe Texas high school football. Some states say it. I've been in other states, but they don't do it like Texas does it. And that's what makes it very unique here. Our coaches stick together through thick and thin no matter what, kind of like a union. Mm-hmm. Uh, we rise up and, and fight things that we feel are unjust, and we do it together. And we have each other's back. And uh, it's just because I, I can speak for other states because I've been in them. Some of the yep. best high school football states in the country I've coached in. And now I think I'm in the best. Uh, and it's just uh, it's a unique experience, and these guys have your back. And I love it. I wouldn't change my profession or state I'm in for anything. Yeah, and you've got uh, some good states to compare it to, being in Florida there and Pennsylvania where we grew up. Jason Strunk on the line tonight on High School Football America. We're talking about uh, the turnaround, a blog he wrote earlier this week. We kind of reconstituted it and put it out as uh, losing doesn't make you a loser. Uh, his kids have gone through a lot over the last four and a half decades and uh, still fighting for it. So let's uh, let's uh, get everybody up to date. I know you're, you're talking about it on the blog, writing about it, I should say, but um, you're, you haven't gotten the win yet this year, but like you said, you've been close. You've been playing very, very well. Let's get some of the kids by name in here. You write about them, but let's get some kids uh, because that's what it's all about, the kids. Who's playing well for you guys right now? You know, right now our defense has been fantastic through four games. Uh, They've been playing great. Our offense kind of put us in a bind a little bit, but the defense has really been carrying us, defense and special teams. And, you know, defensively, uh, up front, Eric Fuente, Tyree Johnson, uh, and Pooh Bear on Breeze. It's the best D-line we've had. Uh, Pooh Bear and, and Eric Fuente played 98% of the snaps in every game, offensively and wow. defensively. They go both ways. And they've been fantastic up front. At linebacker, Milam Mayfield, he, he's been great. Uh, Dotre, our other linebacker, he's been fantastic. And our secondary's been playing really well. You know, we held Andrews the three touchdowns. You know, they were one of the best quarterbacks in the state. Shut him out in the second half. 
Uh, our secondary, you know, is led by Blake Robbins. You know, he's he's a three-year starter. He's been great. Christian Jimenez at corner. Elijah Doss at corner. Uh, we just have a bunch of bunch of kids that are really, you know, playing playing really really well right now on the defensive side of the ball. It makes me happy. Uh, special teams wise, our kicker Manny Rodriguez never kicked before, and he's gotten better all year long. He's made a field goal in every game. He's been fantastic. And offensively, uh, Tiberius Doss and Isaiah Johnson, who's a freshman. Uh, they've been running the ball really well, and Kwame Wilborn's leading this offense at quarterback. He's a first-year starter. He's been great. Uh, wide receivers, you know, again, Blake Robbins and Happy Martinez, who's five <laughs> 740 pounds, has probably close to, I think, you know, 30 receptions this year through four games. So he's doing a fantastic job. Uh, so those are some of the names that are carrying us. There's more, and I, I can talk about them all day long. I try to mention each and every one of them in the blog when I can. But right now, this is just a great team. Uh, and I, I mean team in every sense of the word. They're in this thing together, and uh, it's been the most enjoyable season in 21 years of coaching football for me this year, and we're 0-4. Yeah. So that says something about it. And you've written about that. Uh, you, uh, you also have done something different this year that you've never done in those 21 years. Tell us a little bit about what you've done with your, your captains. That's a very different situation for you. Right. Yeah, you know, I get, you know me, I, I, I kind of stray from the norm. <laughs> I've always been that way. Just a bit. And, you know, I'm a little... Yeah, just a bit, and I'm a little odd, and I just, I, I don't like the status quo, I don't like cliches, you know, it's like, all of a sudden one guy does something, now every coach in America is doing it, and it just kind of irritates me, you know, you have these, all these things going on in college, well, we have a captain's council of 11 people, blah, blah, blah. you know, I don't, I, whatever, I, I don't need to do that, what I realize is, uh, I picked one permanent captain this year, Blake Robbins, and then every week I pick three new ones. Uh, you don't need to be a starter. I mean, you don't need to be a backup. You can be fifth string. doesn't matter. I picked the captains, the three other captains, based upon uh, them showing up on time, uh, them cheering for their teammates during a game. I mean, whatever the criteria is. So I picked three new ones every week. And so far in four weeks, I've had uh, four captains out there that are not starters, nor are they backups. But they're there every day. They work hard, and they're just like the rest of our team. And that could have made their high school career by being a captain one week. And I'm going to go with that the rest of my career. You know, it's about making a difference in people's lives, not having this leadership council and watering things down. Pick the guys each week that earn it. And that's what we're going with. It's all about performance. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to remember uh, you had written uh, about a young man last week, and I can't think of his name. I don't want to pick too many out, but I remember you saying that, you know, he, he literally came out of anywhere. Can you can you remind me who that was? I, re- I remember reading, and I just uh, can't get his name right now. Yeah, David Morton. Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about David. David Morton. You know, <laughs> David's a great kid. He's there every day. He's, he hasn't missed a workout in three years in the offseason. Hasn't missed a practice in three years. He's a wide receiver. Uh, he just he doesn't get on the field. You know, he has a hard time uh, with his hands, you know, catching the ball. And, you know, he's uh, he can't crack the starting lineup on, on defense. You know, he's probably third string. And he's never gotten in a varsity game before until the week I made him a captain and played the last two minutes of the game up at Dumas. And he was so excited and pumped to be a captain and lead the team out on the field. And it, was, it was good stuff. That may have just made his high school career. Because if he can show up every day and practice hard and do the things he's doing, starters better be able to do that as well. And that's the message I'm trying to send. David is everything that's right about our football program. And that's why I think I've been missing the boat for 21 years. It's not about 
a captain being a starter and, oh, he's a great player. That's nonsense. I don't need a leadership council either. I, I, I do. I go by my gut, and that's how you coach football, by your gut. Very well said, and let's wrap up with one of the things you've instituted in the blog this year. And by the way, we're talking with Jason Strunk tonight on High School Football America is a mental health tip. Uh, we, we all need it in this day and age in 2016, right. but you're you're trying to, to kind of help that fraternity, so to speak. Um, and, and I know it's coming yep. from the heart because you've had your issues with, with that because of what you've had to right. go through there at Lubbock. Tell me a little bit about why you decided that was important to put in the blog this year. Well, you know, we, as coaches, we spend all this – all this money on professional development as coaches, teachers, etc. And never once have I gone to a professional development to talk to a coach about his mental health. You know, how the season's a grind, how it's wearing you down. You know, I've never been the one where I talk about helping coaches mentally. And if someone had that for me, I really would have appreciated it because when you deal with a lot of losing like I have, you're not used to it, you start feeling like a loser. And I'm just being honest. That's how I felt. Uh, it started beating me down. Until, you know, you and, and some other people close to me started reshifting my, my focus and perspective, and I got it back. And once I got that back, I realized, wow, I was in a deep, dark hole. I was letting football define me through wins and losses. Uh, I didn't look at myself as a dad, a husband, um, a son. I started looking at myself as a loser. And that was tough to take. I snapped out of it. I got things uh, back in perspective. And I think coaches need to hear it. you got to take care of yourself mentally. You know, and let's not forget physically, too. You need to be in shape because this, this <laughs> coaching is a beatdown. So you got to be mentally sharp. Uh, and I, I just feel because of what I went through, I, I can write and people can read that. And maybe they'll take a step back like, wow, I don't want that to happen to me. I should, I should listen to this and do this. That, that's the idea behind it. That I hope that's making an impact uh, because I really struggled, you know, for about six or seven months. And it was tough. Uh, but you know what? I'm a fighter. I came back swinging. Here I am, and hopefully I'm helping other coaches across the country. You uh, absolutely are, and I can't uh, further this interview because I think that's a good – as George Costanza said there, uh, Jason Strunk or <laughs> Jason Alexander, we we joke about Strunk. Yeah. He kind of is George. You, you, we're going to go out on a high note on that one. That's a good way to – High note. To, <laughs> this interview but uh you know congratulations on 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 what you've done there for the kids and like you said it's not x's and o's you and i have had some long conversations sometimes i got to yell at you i sometimes i feel like i'm a coach with you but <laughs> it's just it's, i like it it's coming anytime yeah it's coming from the heart and uh, we appreciate your friendship That's and all, right. all, all you do and i'll tell you there's 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 nothing more than any of us look forward to out here on the west coast uh than to see you uh get that 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 first w this year and then turn that into a playoff and then turn it into a playoff win and then all those good things that come with that can continued success and, and again congrats for everything you do for those kids there in Lubbock uh, it, it's it's not a uh, you know cookies and cream neighborhood Lubbock has its issues which you know no. but it's you've done a great job so congratulations and look forward to talking to you down the road you got it thanks Jeff I appreciate it Jason Strunk, who writes the turnaround for us on High School Football America a great blog you can check it out highschoolfootballamerica.com wrote a great piece this week that we shared on our uh, partner uh, website, USA Today High School Sports, uh, about um, everything that uh, Strunky's gone through there in, in Lubbock, and uh, what a great group of kids there, and uh, wish him nothing but uh, continued success. I want to thank all of our guests on the show tonight. Uh, Jaime Ortiz, head coach of Southern California's San Clemente High School, along with Bruce Rollinson. Uh, head coach of the number three ranked modern-day Monarchs and his sensational sophomore quarterback, 
JT Daniels. Uh, if you missed any of the show, make sure you go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. It's posted there in our archives, free and on demand whenever you want to listen to it. Some of the greatest names in high school football, coaches, players, have been on this show since 2011. It's uh, our, our privilege to bring this to you each and every week, and we appreciate all the listeners for uh, tuning in and uh, taking part in making our program America's premier high school football talk show. I'm going to thank our partners on the show tonight. Uh, crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash HSFA. Get your uh, free demo by going to crossover.com forward slash HSFA. They'll break down your game film for you and uh, give it to you concisely, and it'll be a great way for you to save time and do what you do best, which is coach, which is also what Echo does. It gives you an advantage by bringing instant re replay to your sidelines, Echo 1612. Com. Our good friends at uh, Southern Sport also joining us, uh, keeping those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. Get a discount on your order by using the code HSFA. That's TDI Razor, Razor with a U, TDI Razor, R-A-Z-U-R.com. Uh, just a great look, over 20 colors. You can get your logo on those spats now. These things are blowing up, trust me. You need to get them to make yourself look spiffy out there on the field, and it will save you money because tape at $4 a roll is very, very expensive. And follow our state-by-state -state scoreboards powered live by ScoreStream. Get the app at uh, Google Play or in the iTunes Store. All right, well, football is uh, clicking along here on Thursday night. Check out HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com throughout the weekend. The live scoreboards are going. You can find out the top 25 teams, how they're making out. And don't forget, we release, before anyone else, the national rankings, the top 50, every Sunday at noon Pacific time. So uh, while you're watching your NFL game, see where your favorite high school football team is ranked in the nation. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to America's premier high school football talk show, High School Football America.